Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Well, them too. Can't forget our listeners, you know. Coming to you live together. For uh, the first time in, God, March of last year. Yes, yes. We're actually face-to-face here. In, well, in almost the... last year. We're almost uh, at a new year right now, so we're about a, what, a week away? Less than? More or less. I think the last time we recorded live was March of 2011. Right. I'm pretty Bel- sure. Belaboring the point. <laughs> First time face-to-face in a while, yeah. down here in the, in the Guida Studios. Yeah, well, yes, yes. I try. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, what I, what I was mouthing to you while we were getting the introduction over yes. is if you could bring up the IMDb page, because I don't have my notes with me. Oh. I just want to be able to grab some names as we're talking today. Oh, I see. Uh, and I'm sure you already have your top ten list all printed out and everything. Oh, I don't. Ha, ha, ha. It was kind of a last-minute thing. We were going to record over the phones, but uh, I was dragged up here, and, and we're doing this in person. That's right. I dragged his ass here. Uh, and I'm glad you did. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Um, we'll get into it, but uh, the actress that's, that, that's the lead in the thing, she was in another film that I thoroughly enjoyed, and we'll bring it up when we talk uh-huh. about it. I'm gonna need the director's and 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 a writer's name. I I did the I did my research, but I didn't print any notes oh, or I anything. See. Yeah. Okay. I just need that visible. But uh, yeah, welcome to our uh, holiday slash thing episode. That's right, episode fifty four. And, and the thing is kind of a Christmas film because it, it takes. There's a lot of snow. Well, you know what's it's, what's funny <laughs> about that, uh, Mara and I we always watch Christmas movies. Right. And. She said, uh, well, let's watch a Christmas movie. I said, okay. A Christmas story. Or, no, well, a Christmas movie. Like, oh. we'll either watch Scrooge or Christmas hey. Vacation or Scro- Christmas Story. Scrooge, a very a classic. Yeah. I love uh, Scrooge. Bad Santa. We, we tend Bad to Santa. We like Bad Santa. And I said, well, we could watch. Uh, I got to watch The Thing because Scott and I are doing that episode. Well, that's not a Christmas movie. I said, well, it's got snow in it. <laughs> and surprises. <laughs> and surprises. Uh, so, you know. That was my that was my whole thing with that. Yeah, I also watched uh, Lethal Weapon. Oh, did you really? Good good holiday film. Die Hard. That whole opening, where it's um, uh, what's the song that they play? Uh, I forget. Jingle Bell Rock. I think yeah, Jingle, Jingle Bell, Bell Rock. Rock. Yeah. That just gets you in the mood for Christmas. I don't uh, know why. And then she jumps to her death. The, the two but. things I think about Christmas is Jingle Bell Rock and mm-hmm. dead dead coked up hookers. Dead coked That's up hookers. That's always you know that the two things I think about the most in the holidays. It's a time of giving and, and and jumping off tall buildings. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, but Die Hard's a classic Christmas film. Uh, Die Hard, yep. first and second, but but that's you really don't want to. The second one doesn't really instill the uh, the first one instills Christmas spirit, and the second right. one instills seasonal depression. Yeah. <laughs> so and John Amos. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, so how was your Christmas, Scott? Oh, it was it was, it was good. It yeah. was good. Yeah. I got I got a drag and drop personal trampoline. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. I've already injured myself. <laughs> what about that Power Ranger sword? I I, I was looking for that. I was in, 
Where was I? I was at Target, I believe, right. uh, uh, because I'm suicidal, so I forgot to go to Target two nights before Christmas. And I was looking for the Power Rangers thing. I could not find it. What was it called? The the, the Super Blade or? Uh, it was the Power Rangers. <laughs> like a mega awesome Danger Blade, something, something like, that. like that. They didn't have it, but I did find that they now package choking hazards in twelve packs. Oh, did they really? That is, I don't know what they're called. I forget what they're called. Actually, I think they're on my phone. I took a picture because it was really bizarre. They've got these little choking hazard toys. They're they're about the size of a dime, maybe. <laughs> and. All I can think when I saw him is that would that would lodge in a windpipe perfectly. Oh, absolutely! That, I can't think of a better. Excuse me, I'm just pulling pulling prints off the squinkies off the uh, printer here. Squinkies, I think they're called. Squinkies. Yeah, uh, squinkies, and then they had so they have like these uh, Marvel squinkies, and they had Cars two squinkies. <laughs> so they're kids' cartoon little action figures made in easily uh, well not easily swallowable swallowable right, but easily partially swallowable. Swallowable. <laughs> these these will lodge in your child's windpipe quicker than you can say, "Oh my god." Oh my god. It's it's like the perfect stocking stuffer. It is. We're going to see infant mortality rates skyrocket over the next couple of years if this is what we're putting in uh probably in the toy stores now. All right. Just getting this set up. For but apart you. from that, yeah, quiet quiet Christmas. Quiet Christmas. Qu quiet. <laughs> Everybody's asking me, "How's your Christmas?" Like, it's quiet. You know, it's, quiet's good. That's and I'm look, a big fan of. After having a kid, I'm a big fan of quiet now. Well, I had a couple people say, "Oh, I'm sorry." I said, "No, no, no. I, I no, wanted no, no. it quiet. Quiet, 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 quiet. Less all people. Right. I don't, I don't bake cookies for my neighbors. You know, <laughs> my neighbors baked us cookies this year. Did they? Well, you well, they. You know what? They baked us cookies every year. Look what you did. I'm spilling water. Is that, that's not? Near oh the, my! Is God. that near the mic? <laughs> Holy shit! This is a brand new desk. <laughs> That's why. That's why the water beaded. Yeah. <laughs> I just happen to have some towels over here. Now we were gonna record a Christmas episode to wish all of our listeners a, a happy holiday, but you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> we were busy, so we decided to do it afterwards and just kind of uh, do follow up on on the holiday thing. So Can I keep this around. Shut up. <laughs> like you're like you're not used to cleaning up after me. Uh, I'm used to cleaning up after a lot of people, <laughs> namely my son. The dog. I bring toys with me when I come here just so I can leave them around. Fucking, we, the last, yesterday we went out to dinner and the goddamn dog got into a, our stockings. Mare always gets me Ferrara Rochers. I always get her Whoppers. And the dog ate them both. Well, you know, dog, dogs like chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next year I'm getting her a bar of chocolate. There you go. That, that's that's <laughs> cruel. And Mare, evil. she says to me, she says, do you think she'll be all right? And I go, well, let's look at the ingredients for Whoppers. Yeah, she'll be all right. <laughs> And then the question was, I, why am I eating Whoppers? <laughs> Fucking Whoppers are awful. <laughs> Every year I have one to just remind myself how much I hate this them. This is this is this is this is the the we've we're, we uh, we have reached a point in our society where looking at the ingredients of anything you eat right. is not a good idea. Again, that's where seasonal depression comes from. And so what's what's in this chocolate bar? Oh my! <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bad. A lot stuff of in a there. lot of a lot of things in here, and chocolate's not at the top of the list. Nope. No. Nope. All right. Do we want to get started? Oh, I no. Real quick, I okay. need to make. I mean, I made a startling discovery today. What was that? Um, Facebook. Okay. Facebook. Everybody, we need to stop Facebook now. <laughs> I I I figured out what Facebook is. What is it? It is a vast scientific uh, sociological experiment. Really? They're experimenting on us. This is not funny. This is not a game. We're, we are in danger here. <laughs> and I recently, uh, yesterday, I had seen someone complain about something on Facebook. And, I, and I've been the kind of person where everybody, whenever someone complains about Facebook, it's like, oh, so that thing for free that you use all the time, you're complaining because they're doing something you don't like that stop using it. It's, it's a free thing that right. does has serves no real purpose in your life, and they're doing something that you're, and you're now you're complaining about it. So, and I, so we I, need to stop them. Well, I've been making fun of people that complain about Facebook and all this stuff. Oh, and then, I see. I see. And then something going. something important has happened. Someone mentioned this yesterday on Facebook. And I saw it. I didn't comment because I was I was going to say the same thing. Now you're complaining again, but it happened to me. Really? This is a danger. You know, one of the th the first one of the first things you could do on Facebook was poking. Yes. The whole poke thing. Yes. Okay. Something has happened 
with poking? Now, I, I have a smartphone, my droid, okay. and I can do Facebook on it. And one of the things that happens is whenever someone pokes me, get I, I get a text message. And then it says to poke back, you know, send P, and then I can text a poke to Facebook. So I can do Facebook without actually being on Facebook. Okay. All right? And I do this because I'm afflicted, like everybody else is. So this morning, I, I was, oh, there's a poke on my Facebook, on my phone. I'm just going to do this real quick and poke. And I re- instantly received a message from Facebook that said, sorry, you've been doing too much poking. <laughs> they blo- They blocked my poke. They're poke blockers now. Now here's here's the problem. Here's here's where it gets serious. Aren't they? This, okay. This is where this they're is, promoting it. But that's what I'm saying. This is where we've reached a dangerous level, and I don't know if anybody's realized this. This is a sociological. Uh, exp- this is like giving the putting the kids a room and alone. This is like the monkey with the wire mother and the and the soft mother. Right. This is this is right down. This, they're they're testing the mental agility of the average human, and we're failing. Yeah. What they've done, they've created this whole thing that does nothing, and we spend hours on it every day. Right. I've known this. I do it. And, you know, there's self-promotion in there, too, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, it's a waste of time. We all agree that. Sure. This is so blatant. They've spent years conditioning us to push this button that says poke. Yes. For push, no reason. Push the shiny red button. For no reason. Mm-hmm. Poke, poke, poke. Now, all of a sudden, they've restricted the poking. You've poked too much. I you have poked too much, but you've been telling me to poke, and you've been encouraging me to poke, and you've been sending been, me text messages to do it, and you've been telling me to poke a lot, and you've been letting me poke, and all of a sudden you're restricting my pokes. <laughs> They're playing a dangerous game with the psyche of our country, oh and this my. must come to an end. <laughs> you don't give someone unlimited pokes and then restrict the pokes. No, you, you, that's wrong. It's wrong. It's 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 twisted and evil. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> We, we we are entering the poke phase. I've never been a big fan of, of poke or getting poked, virtually anyway. <laughs> well, you just do it. You, that's the thing. It's not even, it's, there's not even, at least when the rats push the button, they right. get heroin. <laughs> We're not getting heroin. We're just getting the little, oh, you just poked this person. Oh, good. I poked them. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, look, they poked me. I'm Yay. important. You know, I belong now. And now they're saying you can only belong so much. Yeah. You can We're only restricting poke so your much. belongness. <laughs> All of our freedoms are being taken away. Now our freedom, the poke, is being taken it's away. Very, very close so, to being, so, uh, becoming a police state. So, so. I, I'm, I'm, I'm channeling. Uh, what's the name of the actor from from season of the witch, Halloween three? I'm channeling him. Oh, uh, turn it off. Actually, either him or George C. Scott from uh, Hardcore. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it. Off. Turn it off. <laughs> turn off the Facebook people. It is killing us. He's in everything. He's in Die Hard. Actually, he's in Lethal Weapon, too. He's, he's the guy that gets uh, Huntsacker. He gets shot in... Oh, that's right. He the, is. The uh, albino... Tom, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. He gets shot in the back by the the albino jackrabbit son of a bitch, J- Gary Busey, before the motorcycle accident. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is Facebook is evil. We must stop using Facebook. Very, very... They're restricting our pokes, people. <laughs> and you don't, you, don't do, you don't give someone unlimited something and then suddenly say... It's like if you gave your kid like M&Ms all the time... And then all right. of a sudden said, oh, you can only have two. For no reason Sorry, whatsoever. You, you, not, not to prove a point or anything. Just all of a sudden, I'm just going to have to restrict the M&M's. <laughs> this political rant was brought to you by... It's not political. This is, like, dangerous. <laughs> this, there's no politics in here. This is, there's a vast experiment being perpetrated upon the, the American public, the, right. the, the, the universal, the uh, international public. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are monkeys. We oh, are monkeys yeah. trying to get the banana. And they keep raising the banana. <laughs> it stressed me out. I'm sorry. I just had to make. I, if we can change, if we can stop, you know, I, I, we need to sow the seeds. We need to occupy Facebook. Is what we need to do. I, I, I have, I have Scott open my eyes. Uh, and sometimes I feel like I'm blind to it all. And then Scott, he, he, he gives me a new pair of glasses. I'm like, holy shit, dude, you're right. <laughs> I'm getting that right now. I, 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 I am a, a bellwether for. Actually, I'm not. Because <laughs> that, that implies that people follow my, my belief systems. Well, I think you do have a, a following. Yeah. yeah. I think we should start a political podcast. You think I do. so? Yes, I do. Oh, God. It's either that or I'm just going to start my own and call it Scottopia. 
and I'll just I'll just I'll, rant I'll, for a half an hour. I'll follow that. I'll follow that. A little half hour uh, slices of Scott. Yeah, I like it. The portable Scott. The portable. Actually, that's cool. The portable Scott. I like that. <laughs> Do it. It's like all the rant without the dent in your sofa. You know, I like it. There you go. I like it. But but anyway, uh, the, the, the top uh, ten. We we had we did some movie. They showed some movies in theaters this weekend. They did. Uh, they made a lot of money too. This is the holiday weekend, right? It was the holiday weekend. It was the Christmas holiday weekend. It's for this top ten is for December twenty third through twenty fifth. Right. All right. Uh, what we have is the number ten film, which Scott will be happy to know is the Muppets because it will be gone next week. Um, it's made seventy five million so far. Mm-hmm. Only cost forty five, so it's actually doing pretty well. I, I've heard, which kind of means to me they're going to make some more. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard, I've heard, I've had some old time fans saying they hated it, and some old times fans saying they loved it. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. So I, I choose to believe, believe the ones that hated it because uh, Siegel's in it. Oh, uh, that's not clouding their their judgment on is is it? Because Siegel is in it, they hate him so it's much. It's clouding my judgment because I refuse <laughs> to see the film because he's in it. God, uh, I, God I hate him. I. I don't hate him. No, I, I, just, I hate him. You, I know you do. I just, I can only take him in small doses. I, I, that's it. I had someone say that I reminded them of him. Really? Yeah. And they, I was, they were just fucking. I was him. a fan. They, I, I, they, they knew somehow, some way that you loathe this person. That's I, all that was. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that it's, because I don't see where the connection could be made. Possibly there is none. Yeah. Zero. Uh, I have not exposed myself multiple times in a major uh, motion picture. No one has asked me to do so. For, I, for, I, for, what well, he, for the record, I, I have. You, well, that wasn't major. I no. mean, that was a direct to video. That was direct to my hard drive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and and for for the in my hard drive, mm-hmm. and and for the money they paid him, I probably would expose myself in a, in a film. Anybody would. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Come so. on. All right, moving on is the number nine film, and that's the Darkest Hour. Uh, came in at three million. Which one is that? Cost thirty. Uh, the Darkest Hour. Uh. Which one is that? That's the oh, that's that shitty. Uh, it's almost you don't know what it is, but the trailer shows people walking around town, and like then they just materialize into nothing. Like there's that, a that would be dematerialize, dematerialize into nothing. <laughs> Which when you materialize, you actually yes, you appear. Yes, I, yes, that's, that's... I, I, my mistake. Uh, well, there's a scene where this dog is walking, and then all of a sudden, it dematerializes at an, into nothing. The trailer is is old; it's it, a few months old. Is it a rapture film? Is it about the rapture? I, you know what? I don't think so. Um, I mean, because it, it's it sounds a bit to me. Well, you know what? I'll bring it up. That a vague, if it's like a vague kind of uh, hor- horribleness. Well, I'll tell you what. I I'm not interested in seeing it whatsoever. I'm re- I'm really not. Um, it's not, it's cuz remember the the happening had that kind of vague trailer thing going. All right. In Moscow, five young people lead the charge against an alien race who have attacked Earth via our power supply. Oh, so it's Impulse meets uh ID4. So it, it is an alien invasion film. Okay. Yeah. The the trailer is it's very I don't know. Personally, I it just I don't like it. Wasn't interested one iota. Okay, moving on. The number eight film. The number eight film is New Year's Eve. You know, this film is actually just very quickly leaving the top ten. It might not even be around this weekend. That's surprising. Uh, or it might not make the top ten this weekend. It's surprising because it has 5,000 uh, co-stars. It doesn't surprise me at all. Because after, cause this is a Gary Marshall film. This is also the same guy that did Valentine's Day, which came out on Valentine's which Day. Which was last another year. which was another ensemble. Like, like huge mega cast. It cost, you know, whatever, sixty million dollars to make literally what probably should have cost maybe a five or ten million dollar movie. But they had to pay everybody. Well anyway, it was very gimmicky. Don't you hate it when you have to pay everybody? Yeah. It was very gimmicky. It had a huge fifty million dollar opening weekend, and it actually did very well. So they took the money, or they took the concept of, well, now we let's do another one. Let's do New Year's Eve. And they took that very boring concept, and you know what? It fucked them, because no one is seeing this movie. Nobody cares. Well, I think it's that concept, too, of, well, if, if we have two headliners, we make a lot of money. So if we have right. 20 headliners, 
we'll make ten times more. It that's made, like that's like the uh, Joel Schumacher idea. So, well, if we have one villain is great in a Batman film, we have three. Th- then that's gold. <laughs> it's the yeah. more the merrier. Uh, it made three point three million this weekend. Uh, it's made thirty two million total. It cost fifty six. So yeah, with again foreign market DVD, Blu Ray, all that shit, cable, it'll make its money. But I don't think we're going to be seeing you know Fourth of July the movie. Uh, you know, I, I just, beg I, to differ. Well, you never know. Uh, moving on. My pro- actually, I'm oh. going to say my problem with it is it looks to me what Hollywood likes to do a lot lately. Mm-hmm. It's what it's what should have been an art house, low budget film. Absolutely. But instead, it's a big budget Hollywood film. Yes. And all the only thing the bigger budget offers is more sets they didn't need and a bigger variety of stars that, if approached for the low budget version, would have done it for less. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a film that could have uh, premiered at Cannes or Sundance and probably have done very, very well if it wasn't this, like you just mentioned, this big multi, multi-cast blockbuster, well, attempted to be a blockbuster. Uh, it just, if it just premiered on IFC, mm-hmm. it would have been fine. Yeah. And it would probably would have been better received. Mm-hmm. But no, they got to have 25 superstars in it. Right. All right, number seven is the Spe- Steven Spielberg film War Horse. Um, made $7.5 million. There is no budget. This is its first weekend. No desire. No. After I saw the trailer, I was I was just bored. Um, does this play- take place during World War One? I? I forget. I'm not even sure anymore. It's Spielberg. He directed, I, 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 or he directed. Yeah, fuck. Him. I mean, I like Spielberg. Yeah, um, I've i highly overrated. I've liked director. him less in recent years. I think you know when he did Saving Private Ryan, I thought that was a, a phenomenal film. Uh, Minority Report. I think that's probably one of the best films that he's ever done. <laughs> I, you didn't really you didn't like Minority Report. I liked it, but it's not a great film. Oh, I think it is a great film. No, it's a good film. I, I, I wouldn't call it great. I, I, it has its weaknesses. It has its uh, it's it's well for oh. what it is. It could have been a lot worse. No, I, I liked it. Uh, and you know what? It's uh, it's a World War One film, which he kind of strays away from. He usually does World right. War Two. It's about a horse. Yes, and him and his friend. It's they get separated. And it's then, about a horse. Yeah. This is. This is um, uh, uh, what's that? Michael J. Fox, uh, the the journey thing where the three animals get lost and it's their voices. Oh, uh, Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. This is Homeward <laughs> Bound during the war with a horse, mm. but it doesn't talk. Uh huh. Which means it's a boring Homeward Bound <laughs> with a horse during yeah. the war. Uh. This this is how desperate they are to make great war films, and people love horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not interested at all. Does the horse die at the end? I, you know, I've heard, I've heard someone recently say, I don't want to see it if the horse dies at the end. I, I want to see it if the horse dies at the end. <laughs> uh, realistic, realistically, if they want to tug at heartstrings in any way, shape, or form, the horse dies at the end. I want to see either the horse eaten by the troops because they don't have any food, <laughs> or. He's turned into glue that's used to put the soles on the boots of the uh, for the military. Either way, he serves, serves his, his purpose. purpose. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, moving on is the number six film, uh, the Matt Damon film We Bought a Zoo, which, from what I hear, is based on a true story. Based on a true story, but was, out of uh, it was a novel out of Britain. Well, yeah, you're not gonna do that in America. No, I guess not. Uh, that that made nine point four million in its first weekend. Yeah, it's no a, budget. It's a, it's a true story and it's a novel. And the only books that seem to get any press these days are either the top ten uh, authors that write all the books, like Stephen King and, right. and and Michael Connelly and these these jackasses that crank out books left and right. Not saying they're bad, but they're just you know it's 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 right. you know anything you see in a grocery store, mm-hmm. these are the only people that are selling books. But you know for the majority of the uh, publishing w- world right now, and these these true life semi-autobiographical or biographical stories like, oh, we bought a zoo. Because because the there's... <sighs> you okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be knocking a lot of people right now. Okay. <laughs> but I find that half the reading audience are snobbish write, readers. Okay. Reading audience. Sorry, not, not writing it. Reading audience. Reading audience. I'd say 50% of your reading audience, you, you, you bump into them all the time. It's like, oh, I only read stuff that's true. <laughs> because I like to learn. I only like I, nonfiction. I don't. I, yeah, I only read nonfiction. 
which is ludicrous. No, I, I agree. And, and this and this, stuff like this, where I bought a zoo, this becomes a, a, a like an Oprah book or a bestseller, or it makes up on the list, and they make a movie out of it because all these people read it. But they're not reading it because it's good. They're reading it because, well, it's true. <laughs> what was like that one author, the, the best-selling... Uh, that, right? A Million Little Pieces. Was that what it was? The one that was uh, fake, where he lied. That, where he lied about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal, but too. But even biography and memoirs, and this, this is a whole writing thing, though, even nonfiction is still, to an extent... They list that book under fiction now, right? Is it, it still being published? It's not fiction, though. He He... he changed a bit of it it's, it's it's called creative nonfiction. it's still nonfiction, but you change some stuff hunter s thompson was a big creative nonfiction because okay. he'd make shit up but he, but you still got a message from it well yeah yeah all, all i'm saying is is like this is like that marley and me bullshit <laughs> it's a true story it has cute animals right you ever see that billboard which one for marley and oh me? yeah yeah he dies at the end <laughs> I love it. It was like uh, it was just huge, huge Hollywood billboard movies being released, and it just in spray paint it says he dies at the end. I'm glad the dog dies at the end too. Uh, it's inevitable. He probably just died of old age. Made a big fucking deal about it. Oh, I just saw a movie recently where they saved the dog too. What was that? Uh, I'll, I'll think of it later. Was it volcano? No, no, it was a new film, a newer film. <laughs> oh, a newer I one. I just watched one. It's like oh, they saved the dog. They always save the dog. I'll think of it later, but keep on going with the top. I think 10. they'll let the cat burn in lava, but they'll save the dog. Oh yeah, always save. Well, they, they'll 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 boil grandma alive in a lake of acid, but they'll save the dog. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the number five film is The Adventures of Tintin. This is also in its first weekend. Oh, cowboys! And- cowboys versus aliens. Oh really? They, they saved, saved the dog, dog in there. Mother- I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. And yet. they really make you think they killed the dog too. And then, like two scenes later, oh, there's the dog. God damn it! <laughs> uh, Adventures of Tintin, nine point seven million. It's in its first week. No budget on this either. This is also directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, I think this is only the third. It's easily a hundred million. What to make? Yeah. Oh, oh, to cost. To cost. Oh, oh yeah. Easily I don't think million. it's going to make $100 million Oh, no, million it's going to bomb. It's going to bomb. It's, I mean, it made $9.7 million this weekend. If it's lucky, it'll walk away with Is this the opening 70. weekend? Yep. Yeah. No, it, it's... Well, you know what? Uh, just to give you an idea, it was released in Europe forever ago. I think it was released in Europe because back in the beginning of November. Because Europe knows who Tintin is. Yeah, $239 million in the foreign market. No one in America knows who the fuck Tintin is. No, 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 no. Um, I I would even say they didn't even make this for American audience. This was made for the for the foreign market. I would agree with that actually, because that's where they're making the, that's where they're going to make their money. This is not even this shouldn't even be released in America. Yeah, or they should do an American remake. Yeah, <laughs> this was released as early as October twenty sixth in the foreign market. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because uh, they, they don't have you know yeah those so, heathen countries they don't have Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, October 26th, it premiered in uh, the United Kingdom, made $24 million mm-hmm. there. So it's a big big hit there. So yeah, no, it's, you know, Avengers of Tintin, bombing here appropriately, like you just said. Uh, and th- th- all their money is foreign. That's that's everything. Now, it made $240 million on in the foreign market. It Realistically, because it's that ultra-realistic... Mm-hmm. But also, it, it looks cartoony in some spots, but it's meant to be ultra-realistic. And you know, I, I it was, probably cost $200 million. I was kind of harsh on the whole concept of the making the Tintin movie. Uh, and I, I, I need to... Did, Tone cl- it down? I, no, I need to... Cl- no, not, fuck no. I need, to, <laughs> I need to clarify my stance against okay. it. I'm not against the idea that they made a Tintin film hmm. that's for a foreign market. I think they should make more films that aren't so... Even though America is pretty much the movie-making capital of the world, and say what you want. Right. We make the most movies, and most countries, uh, most of their box office draw is our films. I think there's only one or two countries. I think possibly India, and I think Hong Kong are the only ones that don't rely mainly on American films for their box office. And that was years ago. Could, yeah. be, could, be, could be different now. No, I, no, it's, I, it's I, I think it's still the same. Yeah. But I'm not against the idea that they made a film that appeals to Europe more than America. That's also going to be with that, that one uh, Hugo film. Yeah. What I'm against is the CGI animation. 
where they're they're trying to make it so realistic that at one point you're just well why don't you just make the film right what what are you gaining by the animation it costs so much well, and you spend so much on it I think just build a fucking set I think what it really has I think what it really has to, to do with it is that it's it it was a a comic right right and they always translate comic uh, of that type. Mm-hmm. You know where it's it's a cartoonish type of comic into cartoons. Then make a cartoon. Don't don't go to CGI, the super realistic CGI. Well, where, oh look, it almost looks like a real person. You know, just get a real fucking person. And in their defense, I don't think it would have done as well in the foreign market if it was live action or if it was just a straight up. Cartoon. I disagree. I think people are. I think people miss that chance to be amazed by good good filmmaking. As far as I mean, look at the last Indiana Jones. I think a lot of people made the point I made, and you made it too. Yeah. That when you're unlike the first Indiana Jones, where you watch it, it's like wow, you know, there's really you feel like you're there, you're like yeah, a globetrotting adventure. Stunt work is amazing. Sure. Yeah, you're watching Crystal Skull, and forget the shitty script. You're watching it, and you're thinking, wow, they're on a soundstage dressed to look like a jungle. Yep, a lot of green screen here. A lot of green screen, a lot of uh, fake jungle scenes, and even when they're outdoors, you have the feeling that they're not on they're location. They're still on a set somewhere. St- yeah. Like that whole warehouse scene, total set in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Total set. Well, it's a warehouse. In turn, it's inside. But I'm saying, like, even the outside. No, no, scenes. I'm I'm talking about mainly the outside. And when they went inside, right. you you knew you they were on a set. But I, I can forgive a what a warehouse set. But you're right. I mean, you're right. Right. But what I'm saying is like even the scenes like when they're in the jungle. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, in the first film, he, he's out there. As a matter of fact, the Crystal Skull was on over the Christmas weekend. Uh-huh. I, mean, I think it was yeah. on Christmas Day. Terrible movie. I, I think people miss that. That almost no redeeming value to it. I think I think audiences would would be supportive if they started doing films on location again, where you had this sense of awe that oh wow look they built this whole ship instead of just oh look they CGI'd something in there. Yep. It, it's becoming a lazy well, cop out. And I, and I think just to get back to Tintin. Um, no, not Tintin. Tintin. Yeah, Tintin. Yeah, Tintin. To, to, <laughs> for it to, for it to go live action. Yeah. I I think if they did do it live action, there would be. Not almost as much CGI, but I think it would be filled with a lot of it. Well, that's what I'm the saying. The dog would be CGI. There's no way the dog would be a real dog. I think the dog would end up being CGI because there's so many things that they would have to CGI the dog in. They would just have the dogs. They wouldn't even get a real dog. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what and was, I think that's sad. That what, that's what was so impressive about films. God, I feel old. We're talking 10, 20 years ago. Not that far back. That was so impressive when you saw films that had like a, a dog that did mm-hmm. stuff because you knew the dog was doing it. Right. Or a horse or anything. I mean, you, sure. just the fact that they had an animal trained so well. well. And you know what? They, 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 they've always said... Look at Benji. Benji. Now, f- ugly. Ugly dog. <laughs> Let's face it. Not a pretty dog. No. But talented... You, know, you you believe the dog knew what the hell it was doing. Right. It wasn't being beaten behind the, the scenes. For years, they've always said the hardest the hardest thing to do never, in Hollywood was always working with children or animals. Ne- never work with children or animals. I think it's, and, and it might be a W.C. Fields quote. I could it, be wrong. Was it? Okay. I, I could and, be. I'm and, not, and I don't think, quote me on no, that. No, no. And, and, and I think CGIing the animals is just a way for them to avoid it. Oh, no, obviously. No, that's what I'm saying. Lazy. You know, Our, it is lazy. It, it, it has become a business foremost... Which you know, obviously, anything's a business, but they're they're sacrificing the true art for ease. Yeah. Oh yeah. It would cost just as much to do an on location Tintin film with some sacrifices to to the script. Right. But it would involve them going out and doing stuff instead of just passing no, it all off that, to underpaid animators. Absolutely. So right. that's why I say fuck Tintin. Not because no, no, of Tintin itself. No, no, I, I, I get that. And, yeah. I, and I'm sure they did a very good job with and it. I'm, I'm, and I'm sure it'll be enjoyable. And I'm glad our Hollywood system made a film that the foreign market likes more than we do. That means we're, yeah, making, be- that means we're making better movies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's bombing here and we'll continue. And, and again, that is why they released you know it why? two months ago in, in, in Europe. You know why? Because there aren't chipmunks in it. <laughs> They keep showing these goddamn commercials for this chipwrecked movie. What the fuck? Well, that's number four, right? Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. It is the number four film. I peeked over your shoulder. No, it's okay. It's the number four film, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. It's uh, number number four in its second week. It made 12 million. It cost 75. That's the third Chipmunk movie, right? It's the third Chipmunk film. Right. Okay. They have their own goddamn soundtrack. Is Jim Lee still in it? Jason Lee? Jason Lee. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's not going to. 
avoid that paycheck. I, I do not begrudge him the money. Each one Dude, take it. Each one makes over a couple hundred million dollars, and this one to me is showing that people are tired of it. Jason, take the money because the past two films, <clears throat> their opening weekends were were much. Well, I mean, like the people you know, aren't 40, tired 50 of it. Million. It's a kids' film. The people aren't tired of it. The kids are tired of it. The kids aren't saying we want to go see Elvin and the Chipmunks again because. Right. It, I mean, there's only so far that fart jokes carry you when you don't have a really... I don't understand how Elvin the Chipmunks was popular in its original form. It was the the, the it, high voices. Radio was where it really was most I popular. I guess so, sure. yeah. I guess translating that into a cartoon just didn't shouldn't have had feet. It really shouldn't have. And this... I mean, I saw a commercial today for the Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, and the Chipettes... They ha- that's where it went it, down. It's not a movie that's- soundtrack. It's them singing popular songs. Well, that's what it was originally. In chipmunk voices. That's what it was originally. Yeah. Mama, don't let your baby grow up to be chipmunks. Mama, uh, uh, don't let your baby grow up to be chipmunks, which doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But, <laughs> they're, I mean, they're singing like Lady Gaga songs and Black Eyed yeah. Peas songs, but in chipmunk voices. That's 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 and, what, and that's people all are, it ever was. And people are buying this shit. Well, but people buy a lot of shit. That's all it ever was. And they tr- they, they tried to turn it into this huge children's uh, empire. Or, yes. or what do you call it? A franchise. Franchise. Uh, and they succeeded in a short term, but it didn't have any legs. No. 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 So that's the number four film. If that, if that film with the hamsters in space didn't take off, the chipmunk singing's not going to take off. What, G-Force? G-Force, yeah. Actually, I, that did okay. But it didn't spawn a no, franchise. No, no, that's no, what no. I'm talking franchise. Well, the problem is... It, it doesn't have legs. There's, there's what ten, fifteen CGI animated films every year. It's when it first. Well, even Shrek had legs, though. I mean, Shrek was yeah. a, they could they could draw that well, out. Well, because four when movies. when Shrek came out and Toy Toy Story came out, in what ninety five? Mm-hmm. Shrek came out in what two thousand two thousand one? You know that it, it was still kind of new for the first four. But five they were years. also well written. They were good yeah. films to an now. Extent. The first they're Shrek, just they're pushing out shit like Hoodwinked two. You know? Well, yeah, well, that's, that's because it's become no, cheaper. The animation Romeo become... and Juliet. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I've got to see that just to see how bad it is. Uh, when, I, when I don't laugh at a trailer once, oh, yeah. I, it's a bad, yep. bad feeling. All right, moving on is the number three film. It's the David Fincher's uh, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It's the American remake of uh, the original is Swedish, right? I think so. I think it's Swedish. Uh, it's one of those foreign countries. First weekend, there, there's Jesus. There's one, two, three, four, five movies that open this weekend. I, I, uh, twelve point six million. It cost. No, I'm sorry, twelve point seven million. It cost ninety. Now, from what I understand, uh, I haven't seen the foreign film yet. I haven't I want, seen the you Swedish know what? film. I'm, I do want to see it. I'm watching it this week because I keep meaning to watch it. Um, but you go ahead though. No, but I, I've heard that the American remake is actually very good. Um, and, and I know you've had your issues with Fincher, you know, the, just mainly because of Benjamin Button. No, not because of Benjamin Button. My, my problem with, problem with, my Fincher, problem with Fincher goes all the way back to, uh, Panic Room. Yeah. Panic Room. I, I, I could, yeah, I can see that. Panic Room was another. I can't fault him for that. I can't. It's, it's no. one movie. No, though. no, no, no. Panic Room was For your... the most part, he is let usually me finish, on the money. Let me finish my sentence. Okay. And then you can disagree with All me. All right, go ahead. No, no. Panic Room was just what I talked about earlier. It was what should have been a low-budget art house film for like $10 million tops. Oh, yeah. And instead, it was Fincher, let me see what I can do with my whole camera going through keyholes and shit yeah, now. CGI. CGI and... stuff. And it, it turned it into... Like oh, what was it, a fifty million dollar budget or whatever, so it blew like the budget that. out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And I also have a problem with a film that makes you care about a character, uh, and then fuck him at the end. Yeah, I do have an issue with that. Yeah, uh, but for the most, I mean, Dwight Yoakam saves that film for, is for me as far as I'm, I'm concerned. He was awesome. He was awesome. Awesome. He's the highlight of that film. Even Jodie Foster's boring. Oh, yeah, I can't even say. Gee, he's... you're a single mother who's scared of men. I, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Let's move on. I, I don't even want to say Dwight Yoakam is an underrated actor because everything that I've ever seen him in. Like mm-hmm. uh, Sling Blade, yeah, you know, and then you know Panic Room. It's just like solid performance. Oh yeah, all the way through. And, you know, every time I've seen him in something. And then uh, Zodiac, I was not fond of because I thought I felt Zodiac was nothing more than a a commercial for uh, the music catalog. <laughs> and uh, oh look, we can do seventies uh, costumes and hairstyles. Yeah, I liked Zodiac. I'm, no, it was boring. No, I liked it. Was it was dull. I yeah, did like it. May- maybe I'm maybe bit- because I. I- you know, I was very, very big into uh, true crime and serial killers, and and I read a lot about Zodiac, and I just thought 
well, see, it was an interesting film. I'm just the opposite. I was very big into ser- serial killers and stuff when I was younger. I even wrote my uh, my senior um, English paper on the Zodiac Killer. I got an A, by the way. Probably the only paper written on a serial killer by a high school student that got an A. Uh, a, a plus. And a, a plus. Uh, I even had like the, the my cover was the picture of him with the the most dangerous game hood holding the gun. <laughs> That's right. I had a gun on the cover of my face. But I was big into it, and I just found... the I, I Maybe I'm a bit jaded, because I found the film kind of repetitive. And also knowing that... Uh, um, oh, Goldsmith? Gold... The author of the Zodiac book, the big book? Oh. Graysmith. Uh, Graysmith. Yes, that's right. Knowing that later on that a lot of the stuff in his book, and his, he just made up, and seeing the, 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 the fabricated truth that he had put in his book translated to the big screen bothered me further. Uh, so I'm, but yeah, again, okay. take away all that, and the film was st- still felt to me like, oh, like the budget was spent mainly on making it look like the '70s. They were going for an Oscar for set design. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. And, I, and I don't think it was that good of a film. I thought it was. I watched it. I liked it. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I should. Wa- I have. I've only seen it the one time. I, I just. I walked away thinking it was a pretty decent film. I, I hate to hold directors, breakout directors, right. Uh, to their first couple of films. I've always felt that was unfair for M. Night Shyamalan. Mahamanunan. Well, I but, think he's showing his true colors nowadays. I, well, I don't. I think well, again, he's I, not as good as a director. I, I defended him until The Happening. <laughs> and even The Lady in the Lake, I said, was a weak performance. Right. I, but I, but I, up until then, I felt he was getting a lot of shit saying, oh, you know, it was a one-hit wonder. No, you're just being no, too harsh on the guy. He's done three straight just shitty movies. What's the third one? The Last Airbender. Oh, I didn't see that not, one. It's a not, kid's film. So it's I'm, still yeah, not good. All right, I've heard that still too. Still not good. So I, I hate to be, I hate to be uh, so dump on Fincher so much just because I'm a huge fan of Fight Club and the game. And, seven. And Seven. Which I got for Christmas. Right. Mayor got me the special edition. Although, Ooh. didn't the original Seven special edition... Uh, I have that. I doesn't have it. Isn't like his notebook in the special edition it looks like a mead notebook it looks like a mead notebook but you, but the the notebook pages themselves are still on the dvd they're not like an actual booklet in there no right and that's how this one is except the cover isn't a mead cover i have the mead cover one i do too i have it on my wall oh there you go okay i have it on dvd but i got the blu-ray for christmas and it really bugs me that blu-ray i like blu-ray i think seeing the they movies in high def they cheap out i think when dvds were, were fighting with Laserdisc. They were trying to compete with the box set. So you were getting some pretty decent DVD uh, collector's editions. Yeah. You know, like the Evil Deads. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the Memento one is great. Yeah, I still um, have that one too, yeah. I got it up there. I'll never get rid of that one. Uh, no. Uh, unless the Blu-ray comes out with an exact replica of it, maybe I would consider it. But I, I like Blu-ray. I like watching things in high def. I think movies like Seven were originally filmed to be shown in a high-def format later. I think a lot of films can transition to high-def very well. But I don't think Blu-ray is doing a very good job with their with their collector sets at all. Mm-hmm. I really don't. No. And I think the 7 one that they did is good, except for the cover. You know what I want? I want the, the co- Lost Lost Collector's Edition that came out, but I refused to pay for it. Oh, what is they, it, like 200 bucks? It's like a huge thing, and it's got like a, there's like a board game in it, and there's a whole island thing of the island... And it lifts up. There's a. It's huge. I just saw a doc. I just saw a documentary the other night where they were doing like a Comic Con thing. Uh huh. It was either a documentary or a reality show, and the one guy had his still in the shrink wrap. <laughs> well, see, that's where I. I no, with that much shit going on, I'm opening the shrink the, wrap. Well, of course, and, and, and for that much money, yeah. Yeah, but 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 even I like I've gotten to a point where I can't justify spending that, and also I don't think right. anybody did. As right. much as much as I love that show, I don't think anybody bought those, and I think you'll see them around for sale in a few years. Yeah, off the top of my head, I just don't think there's any Blu-ray, you know, single movie sets that just stand out. On the one hand, I I think it's because they're just being cheap and lazy, and there's no sense of no, that's um, true. there's no real sense of um, love for these films that there used to be in some regard. Mm-hmm. On the other hand. I think what's happening is we're gearing more towards the Netflix streaming era, oh, which absolutely. in some ways is a good thing because we're we're kind of straying away from the packaging mm-hmm. and more towards the film, which is what's important. Yes. So I and one I'm sad in one way like you are, mm-hmm. but I think in some ways it's a good step in the direction of of we're not we're not collecting them anymore. We're watching them. Yeah. So you know maybe it's a bit of good and a bit of bad. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. But uh, that's just my take on it. I, I I've been fighting the, the the girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay. Because, am I correct in saying? Uh, and I feel unprepared for this. I apologize. Am I correct in calling it a young adult novel? No. Okay. Only for just for the reason that the the what? Go go on Wikipedia real oh, okay. quick while we're talking. Only for the reason that uh, I I, and again, it could be for the Swedish market, but it would never fly as a young no, adult I'm talking novel the books. here. Well, no, that's what I mean. Well, uh, you know, it's based on books. Yes. Okay. Oh no no, I'm saying double for, checking for the Swedish market in May, but from what I understand, the rape scene makes you very uncomfortable to read and i can't imagine that that could be considered young adult young adult books are a lot young adult books have always been harsh young adult films always my problem is is the the books became a huge hit and whenever a book series becomes a huge hit and is pushed by the publisher mm-hmm. uh I, I i immediately become wary of it i really uh i really have an issue with that it just says it's an award-winning crime novel Okay, this is not a young adult series. Yes. I kept getting that Steve feeling. Steve Larson or Steig? Yeah, who's dead? S-D-I-E-G. Is he dead? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it says right there. After his death. The third book was uh, published posthumous after he died. It was completed or they had to have someone help finish? I think they just, I think it was done. By the, I think they published it after he died. Wow. But but so I I've been I've been kind of rebelling against the girl with the dragon tattoo books uh-huh. just because they did they were being pushed as I, I, I really don't trust our media anymore, and when they right. push a book as being good, I really back away from it. And it's not right. It's, it's snobbish. It's a bit snobbish, I admit. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, the, it's the literary crowd that pushes it, and that's who I don't trust either. Yeah. Like, I, I, got, I got bent out of shape uh, a week or two ago because um, the New York Times released the 10 best books of the year. And one of them was a Stephen King book. Oh. And I was like, fuck you. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Someone's like, oh, what? Stephen King can't write a good book? So I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is, out of all the books published last year, one of the best ten, best ten... In the whole year. ...was the new Stephen King book? Fuck you. <laughs> no. Stephen King himself, in interview, says, I am the, I am the uh, Big Mac and Fries of the literary world. He'll tell, he's the first person to say, I don't write good books. I write fun books. I write books people like to read. Right. He's, he's, he says this. He admits this. <laughs> Newest books on the top ten New York Times list, bullshit. And I, so I have, uh, I really have this strong distrust of the right. of the literary world as far as their judgment on what makes a book good, mm-hmm. because I think it's it's guided partly by vanity, and partly by sales, and they don't look I beyond. I agree with that. Sure. I really have a problem with it. So when they when when all of a sudden everybody's pushing the girl with the dragon tattoo series, I, I'm I'm like, all right, I'm not reading. It. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be that way. But I, I I do want to watch the foreign foreign film, and I, I I love I love watching the foreign film and the American film. And lately they're doing it a lot better. Remember we had that discussion about uh, let the right one in. Right, let me in was the American remake. Right, and let and, the right one in and, was the Swedish film. Right, and besides my minor quibbles with certain aspects of it, like the title mm-hmm. and the and the dialogue in the yeah, end they scene, always have to shorten the title or make it more simple for us. But it was still a very good translation. I still haven't seen it. Which one? Both let, of them? let me in. Let me in. I've seen the let let the right one right. in, and I loved it. Well, when you see it, you'll agree with me. There's like, but all the my problems, they're all minor problems. As far as the translation from it, it's, it's ten times better than what you used to get with like La Femme Nikita. Oh God! Where yeah. they did completely mangle the film. Yep. It all comes down to stylistic differences, and I got a feeling this is gonna be the same way. Where the only difference is, uh, what well, I, I love the tagline that they're using for the girl with the dragon tattoo, which is the the <laughs> the feel bad film of the year. <laughs> that's been used before. I love it though. I think it's great. But that's that should be used sardonically. That should be used for like uh, I don't know. I don't know. When I watched the trailer and they when used I hear it, that, I, I think liked I, it. When I hear that though, I think of a comedy. I guess so. And I, from what I gather, it's not a comedy. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Well, All there's right. a rape scene, so I'm in. It's supposed to be extremely. As my, from what I understand, the David Fincher film outdoes the foreign one. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm halfway through the skin be- I live in. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't watched it. I'm ha- I have it, but I haven't watched it. It's I, the one thing I forgot is it's a Pedro Almodovar film. It's slow then. It's very slow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very slow. <laughs> after after watching a Serbian film, I'm going to this. I'm like, I, I really need more. <laughs> I need more here. I 
it, it's well done. It's good. It, and it's, it's pacing, and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of stuff being drawn up. Right. And but I was like, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta do better. <laughs> Your rape scene really has to be a lot, a lot more. Yeah. No, this yeah. ain't doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> people walking out. Like, yeah, was, yeah. They obviously didn't see a Serbian film. <laughs> Anyone that walked out of that probably did not see I, I have a Serbian not seen, film. What part did they walk out on? Did it... I've I've read stories of people walking out uh, of that film for whether the entire concept of it or the, I, the rape scene well, well, or there, whatever. Well, there's a hope. There's hope then because maybe the second half of the film there'll be something else that <laughs> worth walking out. I don't know. You know what else? But that's what out? I've read that people were disgusted, up in arms. There's that other out. film, uh, The Woman. Yes. Based on Jack Ketchum. There, there's novel. actually uh, a YouTube video of a guy out in the hallway making yeah, I a saw big that scene one. Yeah. Uh, Wait, about it. What an asshole. Also hasn't seen a Serbian film. <laughs> Guaranteed. Well, I'm dying to see that now because I'm a big fan of Jack Ketchum's work. And, and Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I have the book. I haven't read the book either, though. All right. The number two movie. Oh, we're still doing the top ten list? 40 minutes later. <laughs> actually, uh, let's see where we are. We are. I think we should just make this a standalone top ten list episode and then uh, do the thing as another episode. We can do that. I think we should. Okay. All right. We, so that uh, way we can get this out yeah, before we're, New we're Year's. At like 50 minutes <laughs> on the top 10. Yeah, that way we can get this one out before New Year's and, 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 uh, oh my. and get back on track. Okay. Uh, moving on is the number two film, and that's Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Right. Um, I'm interested. I oh, liked the, I really enjoyed the first film, and I've heard decent things about this. I yeah. mean, you always get people that always shit on the sequel a little bit. Like us. Yeah, but we haven't seen it yet, so I'm not shitting on it. I, I've not got a, yet, anyway. I've got the feeling that the the sequel does does makes one of the, one of the big sequel mistakes where it tries to go bigger and better. Oh, I think yeah, you can tell from the trailer. Yeah, and there, I, there's more explosions just in the trailer. Also, I have I have one minor problem is because I know who plays Moriarty in the film. Oh, do you? Yeah, and the person in the trailer that plays Moriarty, mm-hmm. that's not Moriarty. Oh, now I'm ruined. That's that's a that's a spoiler, but it's a spoiler from having not seen the film, so I don't I don't want to hear any shit. Okay, <laughs> but I well, if you go to your simple IMDb, if you go to, yeah, you're if you go to see the credits, it. it'll tell you who plays Moriarty. I've known who plays Moriarty for a long time, right? And he's a great choice for Moriarty. And when I see the trailer and they they play this guy's Moriarty, I'm like, well, now I know the film, or at least now I know the, one of the there's, major twists yeah, you're gonna pull. Yes. So what? Now you know. I'm just going for uh, you know with the, with the. I'll just, I'll just sit at home and rewatch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang if I just want to hear, you know, Robert Downey Jr. sound cool. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, with the advent of things like the internet and IMDb, it's very easy to just go and just do. Your I learned I learned this through Twitter. Oh, you learned it through Twitter. I, I I follow very few actors, but I follow this actor. Fine. Well, then it's no secret then. There really. It's is not no... a secret, but it's yeah. it makes it even worse is because it's not a secret. And it's not like Kevin Spacey in Seven, where he's not even... Right. He, they never advertised him or anything. It no. was just... And that was really before the internet really... It was around, but it didn't take right. off. But he like, wasn't even like on posters. He got no billing. Nope. It was, just a, it was a, a real big shock. Yeah. You know, he had done the usual, suspect, uh, the usual suspects the same year. And then when you see him in Seven, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's like know, out of nowhere. Yeah. It... it it got the reaction that Dungeons and Dragon tried to get when they got uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Brian uh, O'Brien, O'Brien, Richard O'Brien, Richard O'Brien. Fucking when when you're giving Richard O'Brien the big reveal, it's like what? Well, because like, they, yeah. they they do that. Reveal. Kevin Spacey actually got that in Seven. In Cowboys and Aliens, they do that reveal for uh, Harrison Ford. They? Like they show the back of his head, and then like they're like, oh, and then they're just like, okay, here's the big reveal. It's Harrison Ford. It turns the head turns around. And it's like. It's Harrison Ford. <laughs> I can understand them doing that for Harrison Ford, right? But when you're doing it for Richard O'Brien, first of all, like you said, and that was a hundred million dollar movie too. <laughs> and maybe they, maybe and they, they built sets. Maybe, maybe they, they should, built sets. Yeah, maybe they should have had Richard O'Brien as Jeremy Irons' character and had Jeremy Irons as the reveal. Then maybe it would have been like, oh. Marlon Wayans should have played Jeremy Irons' character, and Richard <laughs> O'Brien should have played Marlon Wayans' character. Oh, wow. That would have been good. Yeah. Blackface and everything. All right. But that's, uh, what, what, what were we talking about? Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, I just got to, I, I, I still want to see it, and I think it'll be fun, but I got I got a feeling it's still not going to have that uh, discovery of the, the first one was so out of left field as far as how good it was. Right. A, you're just not going to capture that again. So no matter what they do, they're not going to capture that. So they're just going to go for the bigger, better. Okay. I got a feeling. Okay. So. 
All right. Uh, and the number one movie uh, is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yes. Um, I want to see it. I want to see it in the worst way. Yes. Uh, Brad, per, uh, the Brad Bird directed this. Uh-huh. Uh, it made $29 million this weekend. Cost $145 million. Now, it's in its second week. They released it early on 400, I want to say 450 screens. It made almost $9 million. It's uh, it's opening weekend, so you know what that says the, to me. The buzz is is good. I I think they were iffy on releasing it Christmas holidays. Well, they well, they they've been uh, posting about when it was going to be released. Should it be released on this day? Should it be released on this day? And they they moved it around, and they moved it around, and then they finally decided on releasing it a little early because it was always slated to, to open up. Christmas weekend. But what they were doing was testing to see how many screens they should put on Christmas weekend. Right. And yeah. by doing that, they really nailed it because it made $30 million this weekend. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it made uh, $46 million for the whole holiday weekend, the whole four-day weekend. And I'm just real interested in seeing it. You know, I, I think the series, the, uh, the Mission Impossible series, has gotten progressively better right. every. Uh, I didn't. I don't care for the first one because it was too predictable. Mm-hmm. The second one was too much woo, not enough like you know, good story. I didn't like the second one at all. I I, I liked it for the visuals. Yeah. No, no. I, I that's when it, when it when it in my opinion when a film is that so, I don't want to say it was bad, but it's just not very good. The visuals it doesn't do anything. Well, you for know. Me. You know what I like about it. Is they brought John Woo to America, and he did the yeah. You know, but that wasn't his first American. No, film. no, I'm not saying it was. Uh, his first American film was uh, Hard what? Target. Was Hard Target? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> hey, the, the Pigeon. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Claude Van Damme was like was the, was the first actor for a lot of Asians coming over to America. Yeah. Chewy Hark too was Chewy um, Hark. with a uh, I forget the the knockoff. Knockoff knock was Chewy. Face was off. It, no, no, knockoff. No, knockoff. Face, off, face off was a John Woo film, right? I think knockoff. I think knockoff knock was a Chewy Hark first. Was the, the first Chewy Hark one? Probably. It was either that that one or the uh, double one read uh, double twin. impact. Double impact. It's one of those two. Oh, you know what? I think it is double impact. I might be thinking of another uh, a third Asian act uh, director. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I got sidetracked. I'm, doing, I'm pulling a Joey there. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> I forgive you. But but I, I love it because because they bring John Woo and he does Mission Impossible, and then I'm hearing people complain about oh it's unreal like the the the, the action sequences are unrealistic and this and that. I say but it's John Woo. Mm-hmm. And I I think the problem was they were they were trying to do a show that still Mission Impossible movie the show into the movie they with uh they they went the way of unrealistic spy like James Bond stuff. Right, where they were trying to set them up as a, as, as the new Jam, James Bond franchise. This mm-hmm. is before they brought James Bond back with uh, right. Craig, Craig. Uh, no, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. That's what I said, Craig. Craig. Um, <laughs> and so with the third one, they went back towards that. Okay, James Bond is the the the, the wacky, unrealistic stuff. Right. We're trying to do a little something a little based in reality. So we went. They went away from John Woo and it went more toward. Who directed the third one? That was. Uh, Oh, that was J.J. Abrams. That was Abrams, right. Yeah. And he... I, and still, I'm sticking by that's the best of the, the, of I agree. the films yet oh, until I see this one. I agree, totally. Yeah. Because they had a Bond villain, finally. Yes. They had a real Bond Phillips, villain. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was great yeah. as the villain in that. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, that thing that I did, that was fun. <laughs> it's like, wow, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and also, again, they, they, they're doing now with these... I know it's kind of repetitive because this one they have like the tall building again and he's climbing it and it jumps off of it and but, all that. But they're doing more stunt but work. But it's still fun to and watch. More lo- and, and yeah. they're going to locations. Yeah. And they're doing stunt work. Well, Brad Bird, this is his first live action movie too. Uh huh. And uh, do you know Brad Bird like off the top of your head? Like what else? Oh he's sure. Done? <laughs> but why don't you refresh the audience? <laughs> uh, Brad Bird, he uh, he's. He's the the mind uh, that brought us the Iron Giant. Right. Uh, he also did the Incredibles. Of course. And <laughs> and uh, Ratatouille. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So they really wanted to see what he could do if given a real budget for a live action film, and just what he could do with it. And I think this film is going to be this good because he didn't want to fuck it up. Right, you know, you, you you give them 145 million, it's like, and okay, go, and it's just 
wow, this is my first live action. He wants to make sure it, it's a home run. Mm-hmm. He wants to make sure that the performances are, are great. All the action is great. It lives up to the Mission Impossible. Um, you know, like uh, the... the what, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. What, what are we trying to say? I don't know. I don't know. What are you trying to say? I'm just trying to say that it's living up to the uh, Mission Impossible series, like everything that they've built so far. Um, I don't know. It's, I was going to say to living up to maybe the hype of the Mission but Impossible the, series. The hype, the potential, the... Uh, All of that. Well, anyway. Sure. But I think that's why this film is going to be as good as it's looking, is because he just didn't want to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Because he does well with this. This makes money. They give him more money for another film that he can do. Sure. And I think that's that's really where where it's at with it. And I guarantee you that the only reason they did the, the, the early release and they were iffy on how, how well it would do... Right. Well, there's, because there's, there's one, two, no. three, four, five new movies this weekend, and Mission Impossible was slated to be the sixth, but they opened up a few days before. before. I, I, I think they're still under this weird illusion that people are not going to go see a Tom Cruise film because of all the previous controversy. I think that's why they did a test screen. I, I, I think um, for- I, th- I think Night and Day did better than they expected. It didn't, and, it didn't do that well, though. No, it didn't do that well, but I think it did better than they expected. Did you see it? No, not yet. I really enjoyed it. I, I like the trailer. I, I, it looks fun. I really enjoyed the movie. I was very surprised at how much I liked it. I like I like I like I like seeing Tom, uh, you know, do comedy, do funny. It like, is, you know, yeah. It's not laugh out loud, but well, you know, what I'm saying, do, yeah, do, I know what you mean. You know, I, I, he, he's they they keep putting him in dramatic roles, mm-hmm. like ID four and not ID four, um, War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds, and they did like the the Valkyrie and all that shit, mm-hmm. and, and they keep pushing. He can do drama, but I, I, I think he's one actor that started out doing lighter work, and I think they 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 drag him away from that too much. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and do the finger list. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> now, here's uh here's your list. Uh huh. All right. Yes, yes. Um, what are you thinking? Uh, do you want me to go first? No, no, no. You, let's, yeah. let's recap. We got the Muppets. We got the Muppets. The Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. Warhorse. We bought a zoo. <laughs> the Adventures of Tintin. Alvin and the Chipmunks shipwrecked. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Sherlock Holmes: The Game of the Shadows, and Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. This is I I'm 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 stuck on two movies. Like, which one would I rather cut off my pinky finger for than to have to see in the theater? Which one? I I'm stuck on two. For me, it's a toss up between the Alvin and Chip uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks film and New Year's Eve. Right. That's me. Oh, and it's like, yeah. this is one that I paced back and forth for about 10 minutes before mm. I made my final decision. Uh, but I think I'd have to go Alvin and the Chipmunks. I think I think there might be enough in the New Year's Eve film that I could, that I could handle. It'll have its moments. I don't think I could handle Chipmunks for an hour and a half stranded on an island singing Lady Gaga songs. I just I don't think I could do it. Yeah, you know I I, I I was thinking of the darkest hour. If anyone's hearing that, I'm not having work done on my house. <laughs> that that is my son. <laughs> I was thinking of the darkest hour, but um, I'm I'm telling you, I uh, I have to agree with you. I, I think uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. I, I, yeah, I, I think the whole pop culture thing, right? Uh, is 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 the final final straw. I uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Oh, so we're, uh, we got to stop agreeing on these. No, I well, know. We, we've done it more often. The problem lately. is there's so much good material here. The the top three films, I'd see all of them in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Sherlock Holmes, Mission Possible. Um, and uh, most of the stuff I'm ambivalent on, everything below Elvin and the Chipmunks, I'm, 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 I really, I, if someone said, well, we're going to go see this and we're paying for your ticket, come along. Like, <laughs> all right. I'll, War Horse is probably the only exception. That would be my runner-up. It would be War Horse, I think. Okay. Just just because it's a movie about a horse. Yeah, I, I I think I'd I think I'd be able to sit through that though. No, it does look I boring. Don't know. But I just I just 
Well, I'd be, I think I'd be clawing at the walls. Yeah, but you with know, the, I, with the chipmunk. Yeah, as I'm saying, I, I, I can fall asleep in boring, but I can't fall asleep under aggravating. <laughs> I could take a nap while the horse is, you know, like running through through, through uh, uh, war fields. But when, like right. you say, Elvin and chipmunks doing Lady Gaga. There's no napping in that. New. No. It's just uh, new. No. All right. Uh, so what are we doing? Are we ending? This episode. Let's let's call this our Christmas top ten list. Let's get this out. Okay. And then we'll 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 pause, uh, regroup, and and do our thing episode. Okay. So the next episode you'll hear is us talking about the thing, uh, prequel, sequel, remake bullshit, and uh, comparing it to the original film and just talking about that. Not, well, when I say original film, I mean the '70s remake by a carpenter, <laughs> of course. Right. All right. So '70s, '80s, '82, '82. Sorry. Yeah. So let's go ahead and end this. It's going to be episode 54. Uh, thank you for joining us for our Christmas so-and-so thank Christmas you. episode. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> uh, you can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to, uh, to us through your... Uh, I think you need to rephrase that. You should listen to us on iTunes. You better listen to us on iTunes. Listen. You better give us reviews. You Li- better get the iPhone app, uh, smartphone app Stitcher, so you can listen to us in your car. Um, go to our goddamn website and listen to us there. You can do all of that. You can do a search for Movie Sucktastic on um, anywhere on the web, and we will come right up. You can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. Yes. Any wisdom? Wisdom? Facebook must be stopped. <laughs> okay. That's that's really I, it. I, I mean, that's, that's it? That's all you got? I, all right. Well, I, I'm just reiterating. I went into detail earlier. Just you know, stop Facebook, please, for the love of God. Stop uh, Facebook. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Happy trails <laughs> to you. You never join in with me. I know. Because no, I try don't. and end the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you, so now you're waiting for me to stop so you can, like, stop. The- yeah, so I can actually stop, you know, recording. Oh, okay. So yeah. if I stop talking, the show's over. Yes. All right. Okay. So I should. Yes, you should do that. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Now. Right now. His finger's over the button. (laughs) 